Hey, this is Chris and Jan Woodruff, and you are listening to the Hindsight Podcast, where we sit down with people and we take a look back at what we can learn from a very specific season in their life. So we are still officially in September, which is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. Yes, it and is. Um, we really were strategic in choosing Tracy and Cliff to be the couple that we sat with because of their story, because they've actually dealt with childhood cancer. And we really wanted you to have just a brief window into not just parenting, but just being able to see what it's like to have to parent when you have a child that's really going through something pretty serious like they went through. How it affects, obviously, that child, how it affects them as a family, though, Mm -hmm. and their sibling. And it does not define them as a family or as parents, but it's a lens that they did parent through. And it definitely affected some things, especially in those years where they were going through it. But also, and we talked about this in the last one, there's so much that we learned just sitting from them, just from a parenting Mm -hmm. perspective, having both Kirsten and Trey, um, and then also knowing Kirsten and Trey, just Mm -hmm. the great kids that they are. So we've seen the fruit of a lot of the things that they talk about, uh, whether it's, you know, how they're learning the different personalities uh, and understanding their kids in a very unique way or whether it was dating, they talk about some really great oh, tips that we've already great applied. nuggets that yeah. you're going to hear in this next episode that there's always a giant light bulb that comes off of each conversation and, and where they end off with this dating <clears throat> concept and just how you want your kids to make sure they're leaving relationships if they're not the long-term ones was yeah. really, really mm-hmm. pretty incredible. And I just love their transparency. Yeah. They're a real honest couple. And so you'll get another taste of that as you listen to this next episode. Yeah. So definitely childhood cancer is a part of it, but it's not the it's not the defining piece of who they are, but definitely some stuff we can learn. And again, for us, we just want to raise awareness. We want more folks to know and understand uh, what childhood cancer is, how it impacts a family, and that there are ways that you can get involved, whether that's learning more about Lighthouse Family Retreat or if you're local here in Atlanta, Cure Childhood Cancer and uh, around research, Camp Sunshine, so many great organizations. We want to make sure that we're raising awareness and you guys are hearing, uh, one, just about childhood cancer, and two, how you can connect and, and help be a part of it. And I love to, for me, it's just really having other kids learn about it. Not that you want to bring them into a down situation, but how exciting for them to be able to rally around other kids that they know or that are in their season by doing a lemonade stand or selling cupcakes mm-hmm. or it's not always the big money. It's really the heart behind it. So yeah. I really just applaud a lot of the kids that we know that have brought it to our attention of things that they're doing this month to bring yeah. um, funds into cancer research. Yeah. So just want to make sure you guys uh, are have that on your radar and thank you for having that on your radar. There's still about a week and a half left in September mm-hmm. and uh, anything and everything you can do to help support the mission of raising awareness would be awesome. So Hey, uh, let's go ahead and join in with Cliff and Tracy now on this uh, second episode. And you can hear about some of these awesome things you're about to share. So we're back with Cliff and Tracy, second episode, and uh, we thought it'd be good, a good place to start to jump back in with you guys. We talked about in the previous episode this idea of um, foundational principles that you guys uh, have really kind of instilled, but wanted to even talk more about what are some of the things that you guys did as a family? And you guys talked about, you know, where the at fields. To kind of create this, you know, we are the Atfields, and to invest back into you guys as a family? Yeah, that's a great question. I think there's a couple of things that I would say were pretty foundational for us as far as the things that we did. Church is one of them. 
you know, of just as a family being invested in church. And thankfully, our kids loved the church we went to. Yeah. Um, I think we're a big fan of like, hey, that is the, you go where your kids mm-hmm. want to go. Yeah. Um, and that's really important that they're invested, that they have friends, that they're connected, they have people ahead of them who love on them and are kind of watching out for them. I think serving is was mm-hmm. a really big thing that our family did, whether it was at church you know, or through Lighthouse. And the cool thing about our Lighthouse experience, I thought, was that we got to experience Lighthouse as a family. Right. And, you know, when Trey was in cancer, and so we were on the other side of that receiving, which is a really hard place to be sometimes when you like to be the one giving. Yeah, it's humbling. Um, Oh, it is so humbling to receive. You're like, no, no, we're good. Um, But we needed it so much as a family. But because I think of being able to experience it on the cancer side and then being able to give back to other families, I think it just has helped our kids and us always remember everyone has a story. Yeah. And whether it's cancer, whether it is some other sickness, whether it be emotional, you know, um, mental illness or physical or whatever, everyone has a story. Mm-hmm. And so just that sense of empathy, I think, right. I really mm-hmm. developed through serving at Lighthouse, which um, has been, I think, great for our family. They look forward to it every single year, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's been really fun. But I think those are a couple of things. What other ones do you have? Yeah, um, there's there's a couple that come to mind. Um, another one, and this was really important to you even before we got married. Oh, it was um, a stipulation of us. It was. It was. <laughs> so when Tracy and I were even talking about marriage, she was getting married. She was kind of like, "Hey, I don't, I don't know, you know, care if we really have a lot of money or if we don't. I really don't care where we live, but we're going to have to send our kids to Canacuck." And I'm like, "Well, what's Canacuck?" But I kind of <laughs> just said, "I heard you say you'd marry me, so we're good." I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah, so first things first. Yeah. So Canacuck's a, a Christian athletics camp up in Missouri that. Tracy went to as a kid and just had amazing experiences there. And our kids, they basically went every summer that they possibly could. And so Trey um, even went when he was on chemo for yeah. two summers. Oh, two summers on chemo. Yeah. yeah. Talk yeah. about trusting the Lord. I was like, well, here, I'm going to send yeah. you my kid and his chemo. And Good luck. And and yeah. They were like, yeah, great. We'll give him his chemo. No problem. Okay. But um, having some of that, those foundations of faith apart from being with us, I think was huge. And um, I think it was one of the bigger things in their character formation and the formation of their faith and not just having faith that was our family's or Tracy's or mine, but their own faith was was being at Canacuck every summer. And they continue. Kirsten's been a counselor up there. Trey's now been a counselor up there. So that's that's been a, been a big part of it. And we mentioned this before too, but constantly looking and having other people around us to pour into us as well and who we were going to for advice. And so communities of people around us, mentors, things like that, those were big things I think that we did and we made a part of kind of our experiences together as a family. That's great. Well, piggybacking on that, because you're talking about your great community and And sitting down with Trey personally, you know, we obviously got to see the fruit of some of those environments. We've seen him mm-hmm. serve personally at Lighthouse. He spoke very highly about Canacuck. And we also got to see this great young man that he's become. We also know that on the other side of these great serving opportunities, there's also tough parenting things. So you had this great stuff that you were instilling in your kids and hoping for them to be able to model as they got older. Let's go back just a little bit, because for parents, we know that there's also really hard situations that we have to go through. And tell me a little bit about dating, drinking, sex, puberty, any of those you want to jump in on. Yeah, what were some of those conversations like? 
Ooh, that's a tough yeah. one. Um, you might want to stay back subject. in Canacook. Right? Sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah, light subject. No, that's why we sent yeah. them to Canacook. I know. Yeah, about exactly. Talk about no. this with your counselor. No. No. Um, it's funny because I think about that and I think about, yeah, like there are those hard subjects in middle school and high school, but I really think to set up those conversations that, that starts back yeah, when they're little, earlier. Yeah. yeah, you know? And so that whole honor your body, you know, it's how, you know, your body is a temple to the Lord kind of thing. And so, okay, that starts when they're little and they yeah. grow up with that versus when they get to middle school or high school and they start this dating conversation or whatever, that's not the time to start that conversation of how do you honor, what does that look like to honor God and honor yourself? And so to me, that's like, it's a lifelong conversation. Mm-hmm. I think starting early though, too, also normalizes it. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't make it. That's such a shock. Like it's actually, was probably a lot harder on us than it was on <laughs> right. them because yeah. they're kind of like, well, mom and dad have talked to us about this stuff before. So I guess that's okay. And that's no big deal. Meanwhile, we're sweating. As we're <laughs> oh my gosh, we're having that discussion. But I think that's so, so great because I know we have parents that are listening that um, their kids are still younger. And even some of the conversations we've had with other, uh, with other parents has been about, you know, parenting these teenage years. And that's just relevant for where Jan and I are. But that helps these other younger parents that are parents that have younger kids to know that, you know, it starts now with mm-hmm. those kids with, you know, in their three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, starting to have those conversations mm-hmm. so that to your point, Cliff, that it it normalizes it yeah. so that it's not, uh, oh, my gosh, my parents, he's they're talking about sex or talking about sex. It's like, oh, yeah, we've been talking about sex since I was in third grade. It's that's just what we talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the norm. Right. I can remember, though, when our kids were little, having to think about those conversations and people telling us, well, you got to start now. And I was like, no, no, you kind of want to keep it in these boxes, right? And so yeah. you're like, well, when they get to middle school, we unpack this box. But realistically for us, hindsight has been that is what builds your trust is when you start talking mm-hmm. about the hard conversations mm-hmm. earlier, when you get into the season where those discussions are really relevant, are really becoming much more conversational. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And I think like one of the hardest things for us was sometimes like friend choices, you Mm -hmm. know, because it's like you might see friends that you're like, okay, this girl or boy, like that's a nice girl or boy, but do I want our kids going over to their home? Mm -hmm. The challenge I felt like, okay, are we judging? Right. You know, and so it's like, oh gosh, we feel, and you know, even got that pushback from our kids, you're judging them. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, well... Hmm, let me think about that. Cause I'm like, yeah, you're kind of right. I am, but I'm okay with you hanging out with them. Just do it at our house because I felt safer. And there's some things as a parent where I feel like you just have to kind of go, Hey, no, this is the way it's going to be. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I don't feel good about you going over to someone's house. Right. And it's not that I don't like them or there's something wrong with them. But I would like for you guys to hang out at our house. It just right, or until you form a relationship right. with those yeah. families and yeah. have more context to what their family looks like. Right, it's exactly. Some, it's kind of around the idea of, and I think you guys even mentioned it a little bit earlier. This idea of community and the whole, you know, it's the lifelong adage out there of you know it takes a village. Mm-hmm. Well, you it's don't true. know them. Mm-hmm. Right, they're not part of your village, and so until <laughs> right, exactly. you get to know their parents yeah. a little bit, or maybe about their family, then there's not the same comfort level. Right, yeah. and, so, and I think looking back, our kids would say that was a really good choice, like that was a wise decision. But in the moment, they don't necessarily like right. it, yeah. you know. But looking back, and ultimately, I think in their heart, they kind of knew at that time. You know, some of those friends were mm-hmm. not the best friends to have, or mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But yet, they're in it, and it's hard to. 
it's hard to, as, at that age, to really discern some of those things and go, yeah, that's probably not the best person for me to hang out with. I'll yeah. tell you what, um, though, that stuck for Trey because there were several instances when we met with him. Yes, it did. His phrase was, well, you just got to surround yourself with good people because who you spend your time with <laughs> is who you become. become. Well so done, guys. And we didn't. And I feel like we taught him maybe part of that. But yeah, part of that was and it's the so village true. around us. Yeah, um, so yeah. true. Um, so that's a message you could tell he had he had heard and learned and adopted. Like mm-hmm. he, he wasn't just yeah. saying it. That was his that was his mentality. So I think that's I think that's great. Did you guys have to have any conversations around um, drinking or drugs or? Not that it maybe even came up in your in your house, but just even the conversations around, hey, you're going to be around that at high school. Yeah. yeah. I think we had the conversations of, okay, so what are you going to do when yeah. you're somewhere and it yeah. comes out? Where I know there was, you know, a prom, you know, and right. of course everybody has the dreaded prom of, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And it really wasn't that bad. <laughs> um, but just knowing that there was going to be yeah, alcohol there, there. And so, okay, we had a conversation ahead of time. Yeah. All right. So how are you going to handle that? What's that going to look like? Mm -hmm. And, you know, what pressure do you feel? And just having, being able to openly talk about it was, I think, really helpful for us. I was a nervous wreck. But I think in a good way too, and and not to use it as pressure, but a lot of times we projected forward what those things would look like for them and what they really wanted for their future. Right. Um, When we're talking about, you know, intimacy and sex and and things with, with both of them, there was a... Hey, what's what's the gift or what's the version of you that you want to be able to offer up to your future spouse? Right. What what's that look like? Right. You know, so not not to overpressure it and and not to make it you know that big of a thing, but it it was, and you know we've seen examples on both sides as as we've been parents and as we grew up, and so talking to them and trying as much as we could to to bring them into what does that look like and what are the consequences of those decisions was was a big thing. I think they forget that we actually walked through that same season of life, mm-hmm. right? So they have yeah. the parent hat. It's like, just don't do it, yeah. right? right? Instead of the fact that we've lived through it. And with CJ being our oldest, it was funny. He was going into high school and we basically sat down and said, here's what you're going to see when you go to your first party. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have someone who's bringing alcohol into the house and they think they're really cool. You're going to have the smokers. You're going to have the drama dating situation mm-hmm. going on. You're going to have the girl who might be already drunk who gets there and throws up in the out, let alone up, whatever. The fight's going to break out. There'll be a right. fight. <laughs> right. And, you know, he's just looking at us because he just wanted to go. Right. And so we just went a little bit overboard, yeah. but we're like, let's just paint a picture. This is at least what we thought. And it, we had to laugh because his very first party he went to, he goes, you were right. <laughs> he goes, I think every one of those situations... <laughs> was there. Yeah. But the good thing was on what we had ultimately talked about is like you don't have to stay at anything that you don't want right. to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Right. You also that have, night he didn't. He right. texted us and said, yeah, y'all need to come get me. And you have yeah. to choose That's awesome. how you want to be associated. Mm-hmm. And so that was just kind of funny. But we were like, we, we've lived there. You know, things really don't change all that much. Yeah. Even well, though we seem much older than you. So. And I think for us to, um, at an appropriate time, telling them what we experienced Right. And, the, and some of the choices that we made, some of the good choices and some of the bad choices. Absolutely. And the, some of the consequences that we experienced from those choices. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it had, you know, one, it made them, made us more real to them. 
Um, right. You don't do that to build credibility. It's not that, but I think it becomes more genuine and yeah. becomes more, um, oh, wow, mom and dad, like you said, they, wow, they actually may understand what's right. there. I think another thing that was really important, and I feel like this is something that Tracy influenced in a really, really great way for us. Um, of course, everything kind of has its boundaries and extremes, but we really didn't look at culture was as something to protect the kids from. Um, when they would experience certain things, when they would see certain things, when they would do certain things, it was like, okay, well, what, how can, what, what kind of learning experience can this be? Right. Because you use, can't protect them right, from everything. Right. And well, so, just as you talk about CJ going to the party. It's, yeah. You know, it's, it's like, happen. he can either go with us knowing that he yeah. wants right. to go or he could just hide right. and sneak off and go exactly. because he said no or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, un- yeah. you know, unfortunately, like Trey and I would talk a lot about like maybe it was some sports athlete that went off the rails yep. mm-hmm. and we'd be like, Hey, you realize what happened there? And we'd talk about that and Hey, you know, we've talked about this and this, and this is, this is kind of what happened. And we'd be like, Wow. And he'd see somebody else mm-hmm. living consequences that he was like, "Wow, I don't, I don't want to have anything to do with that." And it's like, "Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't either." And um, so we would, we would not be afraid of culture. Like I said, there's extremes there, and if, I'm not sure. I'm not trying to just you know cut them all loose, but not to be afraid of his culture as much as use it to your advantage yeah, and use as a teaching as a, tool as a teaching mm-hmm. tool. So that was, and that was certainly something that Tracy um, probably had to make me much more comfortable with <laughs> than I would have been certainly alone in the situation. But that was, that was a big deal. Yeah. You guys, you talked about a minute ago that there was a point at which you guys started to share more about your story mm-hmm. and the things that maybe aren't so great about your story that you learned. Like, what point was in that is a real life question yeah. for Chris and Jan right now. <laughs> yeah. um, is at exactly. what point That's do you so start true. sharing, you know, the bad decisions mm-hmm. that you made maybe in high school or college or something like that? I think it depends. Yeah. I think it, it really depends, depends on the child. I think it depends on what those circumstances are. Yeah. Um, because it's what like in our mind, is. yeah, we're like, we're their parents and we still want them to see us as, you know, these great parents or, you know, parents who love them and, you know, they like to think of us as not doing anything wrong, very far from the truth, you know? Um, so it's, what's appropriate for their age, I think, or, you know, asking, if they ask a direct question, we would give an honest Honest answer. answer. And part of the time I was like, I don't feel like you're old enough to really handle that honest answer. Right. But at the same time, if you ask me directly, I'm not going to lie to you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that was, that's probably some of the most like, part of parenting, but they can they they can also take much more than I think we we think they can. Yeah, right. and that's true. This is because of just different circumstances, and I'm not. I would say that I we walked in through some certain circumstances in our life where we knew that the time was appropriate. So I don't know if this is normal or normative or, but like at this point, the kids both know my story in full. They yeah. know they know the the hardest or the worst decisions I've made. Um, they know the consequences of them. Yeah, and. I think we have a different relationship because of that. They were both, I guess they both turned out to be 18 when I ended up okay. telling them my story. I mean, that helps. That It'll be sense. different yeah. for everybody. Yeah. I mean, that just, that does yeah. help to know yeah. just your perspective and your, when you did share it. Yeah. yeah. I, and well, along those lines though, I think a lesson I did not learn when I was younger was that idea of grace and thinking mm-hmm. that I had to have life together before mm-hmm. 
I was worthy and all of that. And so like, I feel like one thing that I've kind of shared with our kids, which as you shared parts of your story, shared this as well of like, this was a missing component of, I thought I wasn't good enough. And so kind of, I ran from God Hmm. or I ran and kept making bad decisions versus going, Hey, I don't have to keep making a bad decision. I can have forgiveness for that. I can turn and go Mm -hmm. the other way. And so that idea of like, you guys are going to make mistakes. You're going to sin. You're going to, you know, whether it's drinking, dating, party, whatever it might be, you're going to make a mistake and that's okay. Mm -hmm. You don't have to live there though. Right. Right. And so, you know, I feel like, right. It doesn't define, define you. And so that's the message I want our kids to know because they're not perfect. Right. And they are going to mess up, but it's like, what do you do after you mess up? That's Mm -hmm. an important part to me. Yeah, how do you handle that? That like, I didn't know how to handle it. So I'm like, I want you to know how to handle that. That's good. So. I love that. Yeah. So, Cliff, tell me about a little bit about your biggest challenge with the father-son relationship. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. And I think we both have different ones for father-son, father-daughter, sure. mother-daughter, mother-son. But I think for me, and again, this is all the context of my particular relationship with Trey, but Kirsten and I have much more in common from a wiring perspective than uh-huh. Trey and I do. And so I think it was somewhat of a surprise to me, like when... When Kirsten was little and as she grew up, there were certain things that we just got along in some easier ways than Trey and I did. Mm -hmm. He has different interests. We have some very similar characteristics in our personality, but we are wired almost directly kind of opposites. And so it took me a long time, a really long time to kind of learn that and figure that out. And if actually, if there's one thing I really wish I would have spent more time with and done differently was really learning how God made him. And paying more attention to that and not trying to, I guess, just trying to move towards him right. more, more than anything else. Because, you know, I'm a certain type of personality type. He's an exact opposite. And I think a lot of times I expected him to be more like me. Right. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't this conscious sort of thing. Yeah. But, and when he wasn't, well, then I would try to steer him or direct him or try to maybe expect to make him like me. And that just, that caused a lot of friction between mm-hmm. between us. I think now that is some one of the best things about our relationship now is he knows me exceptionally well. I know him exceptionally well. And we know those differences and we even we even joke about them together. Mm-hmm. And so now we have a very different relationship, but I wish, I wish I would have concentrated and spent more time on that. Where did you feel like it turned? So you probably that was younger years. At what point do you feel like that relationship became more what it is today? um, I wish it was younger. It was probably Mm -hmm. more in high school. Okay. It really was, yeah. It was much later than than I really would have wanted it to. Like, I love the relationship I had with Trey, but I think even he would say, gosh, yeah. He would probably describe a dad that was pretty hard on him Mm -hmm. for most of his his time at home. Gotcha. Something that I wouldn't have wanted to be the case, but... but, That's honest. Yeah, but What were you hard on him about? Oh, gosh. What wasn't I hard on him about? Maybe at times, mm-hmm. trying to think. So just like like academics yeah. and sports, and even just Maybe attitude. It would and, probably be more about areas of discipline. Yeah, he and I, we discipline ourselves in very different ways. I'm a little bit more structured. I can focus in. I can kind of latch onto a goal and attach and just move towards it without much of a problem at all. And he's not like that. 
Um, no, I would say that he is like that. You just don't have the same areas of interest. That's part of it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, wow. that is yeah. really good. Because he, <laughs> will, he does the same. You guys are so much alike <laughs> that I think sometimes that makes you clash, but yeah. you don't value the same exact things. Yeah, and maybe the way that we move towards them, too. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'm probably so exacting, um, and so I'd be like, well, you should. we all should value these things. Why don't you? And, you know, he's become one of the hardest working kids I've ever seen. He's become one of the most disciplined kids I've ever seen with areas that matter to him. Right. Absolutely. And it's like, well, shocker. <laughs> right. right. Why is that so surprising? I can probably turn that on and off a little bit more easily than he can. But that's just part of my wiring and part of his. That's the way God made him. But he didn't mess up in either case. Right. And so me trying to learn that about him. Yeah, it was really important, but I think your point's really, really good. Some of the places where we are, where we do clashes, where our, our personalities do get the same. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to happen. Yeah, that's going to happen. Tracy, what about you, um, mother-daughter? Talk to us about the mother-daughter dynamic in y'all's house. I would say, I mean, it's hard because I'm like, I'm Kirsten might have a different perspective, but I think I expected a lot worse um, as far as, clashes over clothing and clashes over, you know, drama. She's not a high drama girl and I am not high drama at all. Mm -hmm. So I think that worked out pretty well for us. But I think part of it, she just likes to be very independent. And there was times when, you know, as a mom, I could just foresee things and where they were going to go. But uh, not interjecting too much was probably one of the biggest things I had to work on to go, okay, let her kind of figure it out and me not solve problems for her, me not jump in when I shouldn't jump in and kind of try to take control sometimes when she wanted to have that control. And of course, obviously when that's reasonable and you know, all of that, but I think we have fun together, but I probably am a little bit more, I'm definitely more structured than she is. So there was times just, just a little bit. when I would have preferred she'd probably be a little bit more structured. Gotcha. So two structured parents here, right? Yeah. Well, at least so that, more so than her. Yeah. Um, she's, she's by far the most, like Trey's our most introverted of the four of, the four of us. Kirsten is definitely the most unstructured hmm. of the four of us. Mm-hmm. So that could um, be a natural rub right there. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, so there was times when it was like, oh my goodness, but it all works out. And so I think in parenting, that was a lesson I learned was lack of control and that that's okay. Yeah. What about the flip side now, the mother-son relationship? How Talk to us a little bit about just navigating the relationship with Trey. Um, How was that in your house? Yeah, probably not mothering him too much Mm -hmm. um, because it was, he just will kind of take it. A little bit. And so it's like, oh, yeah, I need to back off. Yeah. Even though he won't necessarily say anything like, mom, that's too much. So giving him that space was uh, something I needed to do. I think with him, it was like he just had very different activities. And so it was, how can I step into his world? Right. Hmm. You know, the thing, this is always a funny one. He got into hunting. And so like bow and arrows. So we'd be out in the backyard, bow and arrow. He shot a squirrel. And I'm like... (laughs) Okay, what do we do with it now? So we YouTubed how to skin a squirrel and skin the squirrel on the back porch. So I'm like, those are things I was like, I never envisioned myself. I'm not going to describe what we did, but I never envisioned myself doing that. But I did it because he wanted to. Yeah. So it was like, okay, this is gross, but I'm getting in your world. I think that's so cool because, I mean, and I'm thinking back and probably the areas where I've lacked or need to learn more about that. But it is so... 
easy to take those situations and go, oh, no, 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 honey, we're just going to do it the way that we want to do it, as opposed to the parent jumping into it. And if that's one thing I could say for this podcast is that get into your kids' worlds. You know, that's where you learn so much and we get shaped as parents. We don't know it all and certainly don't want to shape our kids to become just like us. I think God puts all these personalities Mm -hmm. in our family for that reason, which I love hearing that. So that's been great. I will say that the one area I have not been able to engage in at all is video games. Yeah. Like I just have a hard time with it. They make me sick to watch. And I'm like, buddy, I'd love to play this with you, but yeah, I just can't. So yeah. That's where he and I get along a little more. Right. I'm like, dad, that's your job. So how did it look? How did it look? So you're coming out of cancer, right? So you have this six year old in cancer and that takes on a different shape, right? For mothering and mm-hmm. caring. And then there's probably a little fear that comes in there post-diagnose or post-recovery. Um, yeah. And was there, did you have to kind of be intentional in a way of not mothering him like he's a sick child? If that makes sense? I didn't yeah. know how else to word yeah. it. Yeah, no, that totally does. I think, yes, because you want to protect. I mean, that's yeah. my desire is to protect him from anything. Um, and so, yeah, you have, sometimes it was like pry my fingers off, you know, mm-hmm. to let him go. But on the other hand, like, you know, Cliff talked about Canacuck. That was so freeing to let him go for two weeks yeah. and know that like, okay, they've got him or, you know, little things like that. So as much as it was for him, I also think that was for me too. Yeah, absolutely. And that was a healthy way to have some separation, to let him be a kid yeah. and let him do the things that he should do. And because you trust in my head, I could be like, oh my gosh, a germaphobe, mm-hmm. you know, and um, what could happen? What if somebody's sick around him? And, you know, your mind can go 50 million places, but just really having to trust in that and go, all right, he's, he's, he's going to be okay. He's got this. I think that's so important, obviously, not just for a family or parents that have a child with cancer and coming out of that, but just nowadays for any that we have so many, you know, these helicopter parents that are in everything. I think we've got to train ourselves as parents to trust Mm -hmm. that our kids are going to be okay. So we've got to put them in situations if it's going away for sleepaway camp for two weeks or a week or wherever that is, but we've got to get them out where it's out of our comfort zone too. So that again, going back to even the first podcast of preparing to launch that we're preparing ourselves and, and, and preparing ourselves to trust that they're going to be okay. And now it's probably a little harder coming out of cancer because you're definitely a little more protective, but I think mm-hmm. every parent right. too In can general. relate to just the fact that we've got to start learning to let our kids go a little bit for them and mm-hmm. for yeah. us. And I've seen for us when we've had our kids in different environments that we're not a part of, that's really great experience for them. You know, they come mm-hmm. back and share. And so you get to see a little bit of what you've instilled in them, but they're on their own, even when they're little, whether yeah. it be going to someone's house or someone invited them for a couple of days to go to the mountains or what have you. And so I think those experiences as well is just continually freeing your grip, grip up and allowing your kids to have some freedom to be under other people's uh, jurisdiction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Cliff, real quick, talk to us about father-daughter. What did you do well, and what do you look back and go, I wish I would have done maybe this a little bit different? Yeah, I think, you know, it has to do with something that we've said. Jan, you hit on this as well, but moving forward into their world is, is such a big deal, and learning who they are. Kirsten was easier for me in some ways because she is a little bit more like me, so we just got along a lot easier, and things just kind of flowed. 
easier, at least when she was younger and stuff. And so that was, that was okay. I think the biggest conflict that Kirsten and I ever had was probably, again, a personality difference of she likes to be involved in a lot of different things. Mm. And she will spread herself as thin as anybody I've ever known. <laughs> and for us to kind of go, hey, she's going to have to feel what that's like. And I know as a dad, there'd be times when I'd be like, Hey, do you, you sure you don't want to like just concentrate on this a little bit more? Like yeah. if you really want to get good at that, or if you really care about that, would you, would, you going to, you going to continue to spread? Can you really do 12 things at once? <laughs> and she'd be like, no, I want to juggle. And it's like, <laughs> okay, well I think I'm going to need to let her juggle Yeah, and, and let her feel some of that. Let her learn some of that on her own. And honestly, you know, God, God did make her to, to handle quite a bit of variety And so, you know, she does that well, but to learn, to learn some of that, to learn some of that early on was probably a, you know, a challenging thing for me. Yeah. What, is there one special thing that you can think back on with you and Kirsten, whether it be an event or a a tradition tradition. of some sort that you guys carry on with you now? Yeah. We don't get to do it quite as often now. I think, uh, you know, now that she's a little older, but we still go on dates. Mm -hmm. We started going on dates when she was really young. Mm. And we did a couple of different things throughout the years. We did, you know, a program where dads and daughters hung out together and Mm -hmm. went camping and did a thing for probably a good uh, two to three years during her, you know, younger years, too, where we had a specific group of guys and a specific group of daughters that we hung out with and had traditions and and did things together. And she'll still talk about those today. So she still remembers them. And there was something too, that's not exclusive to me and Kirsten because another thing that Tracy and I did and decided really early is we were going to do something very special to mark some special times in their lives and markers and moments have been important to us too. Um, So when they were each 13, we took them on a trip. So I took Kirsten, Tracy took Trey. Okay. And then when they were 18, we did the opposite kids. So I took Trey, she took Kirsten hmm. when they were 18 on a, on a special trip that yeah. they would decide what they wanted to do and they would decide <clears throat> what they wanted to do, go. And um, for Kirsten, you know, she wanted to go swim with dolphins. And so oh, cool. we spent we spent a number of days down in Orlando and went to, you know, parks down there and just hung out. But it was it was like three or four days mm. of just her and I. And part of the fun part is that wasn't necessarily unusual. We did a lot together. So um, but the conversations that we would have and the things that she would talk about with me, about her friends, about different things going on in school, it was everything I could do to kind of, you know, have a poker face, have a poker face. <laughs> oh my gosh, don't react. Don't, don't react. react. Yeah. Don't scare her away. Um, but I think it just made it possible for us to have yeah. a relationship where that's awesome. She could feel like she really could tell me as I think as much as a kid could could really you know a girl could tell her dad. I love that. And that would be that would be okay. So mm-hmm. are there other things that you can think of that she and I did? That would have no, I mean, that. just consistent dates. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think that was the yeah. biggest thing, daddy-daughter dates. Did you yeah. have anything, Tracy, mm-hmm. with Trey? So when we they were would do on a dates. date, you guys would do well, something? Well, not necessarily, like, at the same time. But mm-hmm. Trey and I would also do dates and then the same, um, you know, trips mm-hmm. that, you know, um, that they did. And, um, but, yeah, mainly just activities or, like, you know, silly things, throwing the lacrosse ball, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. learning all of those kind of things was just, he was a regular, a more of a regular deposit person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Very so nice. that was probably kind of his Where was thing. your trip that you guys went? For Trey's 13th, we did, um, 
we did swimming with dolphins because they loved it so much. He was like, I want to go do that. And so we did that and it was fantastic. And then, um, Kirsten's 18th, we did, uh, Northern California, Carmel, Monterey, San Francisco, and then Trey's 18th. What did y'all do? Yeah, we went to, uh, we went to Disney for like four days. So, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. I remember pictures of that. We went down to Orlando and, you know, we, we made it through every single place we possibly could down there and had just a blast. But one of the things we kind of found out too, and this was just fun as it went, um, Tracy and Kirsten love adventure and they would love to do different things every time. So they might enjoy something that they go do. But they don't never ever necessarily need to do it again. They're right. going to go do something different. Trey and I are a little bit the opposite, and like we'll find two or three different things, and we'll be happy repeating them all day. <laughs> <laughs> and so That's we found cool. out just That's in our great. wirings too how how fun that is, and mm-hmm. you know Tracy and Trey and I would go enjoy those things, and Tracy Love and Kirsten it. would go enjoy. And those. I, I just we do something similar, but there is such value in getting your kids away. Mm-hmm. one-on-one yeah. and it doesn't have to be a trip if you can't afford to go yeah. in. it can be going to the holiday inn and just swimming in the pool yeah mm-hmm. you know and just running a movie netflix or just being together so i just yeah. for yeah. anyone who's listening mm-hmm. i cannot speak more highly about the one-on-one time with your yeah. kids even if it's 24 hours because they love it yeah and Absolutely. i love it like yeah. i know chris has we we have some really yeah. cherished favorite, memories and we're thankful that we heard about that early on in our mm-hmm. parenting. Mm-hmm. When I think, yeah. you know, it, it reminds me too of stuff that they'll invite us into now that we'll take as many opportunities as we get. Like one of the things like with Kirsten still, she's really big into movies. So is Trey, but maybe depends on what, but you know, back when there were midnight movies and they would do launches of movies, Kirsten and I went to see, I don't know how many Harry Potter movies we went to see, like the midnight showing. Right. Up. When her, she's in high school and it's kind of <laughs> okay, you know you're only going to get three hours of sleep. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Or when she'd come over for college and she would, I'd be like, hey, I want to see this movie. And she's like, oh, me too. It's like, well, what show can we go to? And she's like, well, I can go to the 1145. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, the day, for me, it's like the day before work. And yeah. I'm like, I'm there. Yeah. You know, yep, that's when you're up and you'll be there. You do it. You do it. You do it. It's like the next day you may feel like you pay and it'll be so worth it. But yep. that's a relational deposit. Oh my gosh. Over like yeah, what maybe right. like, I mean, oftentimes you would say, oh no, I've got work or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Those are the times mm-hmm. where we can put a tangible example to choosing a relationship decision yeah. over yeah, it goes back to what we talked about in the first one. Of yeah. just yeah. how you guys yeah. choose relationship. That's yeah. great. Terrific. And see, I would choose to go to sleep so they could have that. Time. <laughs> <laughs> That's That's right. Right. That was very intentional was on my wonderful. part. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about how y'all handle dating. You have a guy and a girl in the house, mm-hmm. so you have two totally different perspectives. I'd love to see how you unpack that with each of the kids. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. This was another one that. I think first and foremost, I have to be thankful to the people that we talked to that were in front of us. I think the best things, at least that I learned, I never would have gotten to. Like I just, I would have treated totally differently and I never would have gotten to, but they're, they're very different for Trey and I, he's not, he's not quite dating as much yet. Um, he goes on a lot of functions with mm-hmm. people and fraternities and sororities and all that kind of stuff. But one of the things that he and I talk about is our role in a relationship as guys mm-hmm. is very different maybe from from the girls. And we've talked about this idea that if there's ever going to be, we'll call it emotional risk in the mm-hmm. relationship, that we need to be the ones that take that. Wow. That's so So good. if she's ever wondering, 
if she's kind of wondering if you like her or not, if she's wondering what your intentions are, uh, whether you're hanging out or whether you're going on something that might look like a date, but maybe it is or maybe it isn't. It's like it's your, it's really your, de- it's really yours to define that and to make sure that she's not guessing. Yeah. And I hate to say this, and he hasn't liked this, and I don't like this either. But if somebody's going to get rejected, it needs to be you. Yeah. Wow, it needs to be you so as the good. guy. Hmm. That may be a little traditional, but. I feel like it's something he can lead out in mm-hmm. and that he's taken pretty seriously. And like I said, I, I don't think I've ever would have come up with that. Um, yeah. That's great. But I think that's really good. I think that's yeah. great for dads to hear that have sons to have that conversation. Yeah. yeah. Great perspective. I think also more often women lead, you know, even yeah. in high school because girls yeah. get so eager and so they jump ahead, especially yeah. if a guy's not taking that role. So I think it's really refreshing and also, it needs to come back to that. Even when we talk to our boys, we talk about you need, it may sound traditional, but you really do need yeah. to lead this, even if you're in high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you fall flat on your face a few times, so be it. Like, okay. That's right. But at least you'll, you'll have done it. it where the person knew yeah. your intentions yeah. and you were clear. And I think maybe yeah. the fall will be a little less hard Yeah. if you're being honest. Tracy, you're Mm -hmm. smiling. What other things can you contribute to this conversation? Well, one, I'm like, I'm so glad I'm not a guy. (laughs) Because I'm like, oh, gosh, that sounds so scary. I'm so glad Um, I'm already married, and I don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah, exactly. I think about it, like, from a guy's perspective of, like, 20 seconds of insane courage, you know, which is from a a movie. We bought a zoo. We bought a zoo. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's so great. You know, 20 seconds of insane courage. That's Mm. all you need. Um, you know, and that that's great. That'll take you places. So, yeah, I think from from that, and I think one that I have loved is Cliff has had some great conversations um, with the a boy dating Kirsten, young mm. man, I should say, yeah. um, dating her that I think has set them up for success and that I really loved. Do you want to talk about that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, what have those yeah. looked like? Yeah, because I've talked to Kirsten about dating, but Tracy does that more too and, and covering her side, and she can talk about that and what we'll call house rules and stuff. But my, my role has been again with a boy, but it's just been on whatever boy is on the other side of my daughter in these things. And so again, advice I've gotten from mentors along the way where if I've, if I've had the opportunity to sit down with, with a young man as they're starting a relationship, we've talked a little bit about, Hey, this isn't the conversation where it's like, Hey, you're dating my daughter and you better watch out and I got yeah. an eye out for you and all that kind of Shotgun stuff. Shovel, all <laughs> yeah. That stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I can take care of you and you'll never know it. It's like, you're thinking those things, but that's not that. I don't think that's helpful. You know, fear's not maybe a little bit of fears, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but in all seriousness, um, you know, we'd sit down and we talk about this idea that, Hey, like, Tracy and my goal, our goal together is for the two of you to reach, to reach your wedding day with no regrets, Mm -hmm. to really be able to get there in the healthiest way possible. So as much as we can, we want to be helpful in that. We want to be partners in that. We don't want to be, I want to be watching over you, but we really truly want to be helpful. And, um, our goal also, and this is, this is kind of difficult to say, but our goal would be for them to be at each other's wedding. And whether they're standing together or whether they're sitting. Wow. So Interesting to be, yeah, to be in the situation where like, hey, I would want you to be at Kirsten's wedding. Maybe you're standing, maybe you're sitting, 
but I would want you to be able to look her spouse in the eye and say, hey, we're good. You're honorable. You didn't do anything to scar the relationship that you wouldn't be included or wouldn't want to sit in that seat. I think that's incredible. Right. Like you can look that person in the eye and just be able to say that and say, I honored your spouse. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And I think you guys will have this as well, but it has been fun to watch Trey be on the other side of like Kirsten dating. Mm-hmm. And I ask him all the time, mm-hmm. like, so what do you think? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And to get his perspective, because it's like, I want him to see how she is being treated. Yeah. And thankfully she, I feel like has always been treated really well to get the, get it through his eyes has mm-hmm. been really cool. And I think has kind of yeah. taught him. And so I know for you guys, you'll have that opportunity right. too, you right. know, as your kids grow up to ask the others. Yeah. So what do you think? Mm-hmm. Are they honoring each other? Do they treat each other well? Does right. it go both ways? Right. Yeah. You know, because it's so not right. just about that person honoring your child, but it's also, hey, is he or she honoring who they're dating? Yeah. Because that's what how you can also tell. And I think one thing that I've kind of, that I've talked to Kirsten about a lot of, I'm like, I want to see you be who you are when you're with someone, mm-hmm. not become mm-hmm. somebody different. Right. I think that's and important. And so that has been a, such a huge indicator for her heart in it of, is she being who God has called her to be? Or is she trying to be somebody she's not? Right. Yeah. You know, and especially in high school, I think that's a really big deal because they can easily become somebody different. Yeah. You know, I think that's right. So that's kind of important. But we also had some like basic house things. rules, you know, yeah. some practical kind of things mm-hmm. of, Obviously, when they were in high school, not being alone mm-hmm. together, you know, not being in the house with nobody there. So there's always yep. parents there. Um, you know, we kind of redid our basement and we took off the door to the basement because we're like, no, no, no. <laughs> we can come down to the basement yeah. at any point in time and Without, our stairs are really quiet. And so you won't know we're coming. You won't coming. hear the door open um, or anything. Right, because there's no door. So that was very intentional. We had, you know, the silly stuff of don't be horizontal. Right. You know, I mean, we all know that's a really dangerous mm-hmm. position to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, no blankets. You know, I'm like, I don't know what your hands are doing under the blankets. Wear so, a sweatshirt when you come to our right. house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we you have know, plenty of we've heard. I'm well. cold. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. that really stinks to be you. Um, you know, so just some silly kind of stuff, but really practical. And there was a reason behind it because mm-hmm. it's like, hey, what can we do to help set you guys up for success? Because that was our goal of we, like Cliff said, of what could, what would it look like not to have any regrets? Mm-hmm. You know, whether this relationship continues or doesn't, that we just want you to have no regrets. So I think that was kind of where our heart was yeah. in some of that. I think, again, it's like what we had talked about previously is when you have those hard conversations and you just go there and you put the honest things out there, then it's not that mystery, right? Yeah. So if you're really mm-hmm. going to the, hey, we're not going to be horizontal because we know the temptation that comes from being together with someone you like. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah. Instead of skirting it, right. then that makes it a, almost a joke and maybe sets the standard a little bit higher, too, mm-hmm. for people to, yeah. to meet what you're asking them to do. Yeah, exactly. But I think, as you mentioned, talking about why, mm-hmm. talking about why you want those things for them. Yeah. These aren't just rules. These aren't just things you shouldn't do or mm-hmm. you should feel bad about or anything like that. But here's our goal in that. So we tried to always bring back. Great. To I think that's really helpful. Great tips. The why piece is really helpful. But And um, we'll send our kids over. That's right. <laughs> yeah. We'll have the initial talk, and then we're going to just circle them through. So just yeah. get ready. It's all good. Great insight on dating. <laughs> Great insight on dating, though. This way you could also blame stuff on us, too. That's right. <laughs> Maybe that'll that's work. Right. That's easy. Um, well, hey, these last two questions we ask uh, a lot of folks. And so one thing, one or two things 
when you guys look back that you wish you did more of? And then we'll ask on the flip side, what are one or two things you wish you did less of? And that can be as a parent or even just as a family and individually. We'd love to hear from you, Cliff, and you, Tracy. I feel like I almost want to answer the do less of first yeah, because then it would impact the more of. Yeah, I think less of a lot of stuff is as I look back to the middle school and high school years of it was just activity after activity, which we kind of we made the rule of one sport. Yeah. OK, well, one sport as you get into high school is still a ton right. of time. Yeah. And. Yeah. You know, which then left to where, like, okay, we couldn't go, you know, do other things that we might have wanted to do because of games or practices and that kind of thing. And so I I sometimes look back and wonder, like, did we kind of... We still did a little too much. Right. I feel like we still did too much. Now, the flip side of that is if you ask our kids, they might say, those were some of the best experiences in high school because of what they experienced with their peers Mm -hmm. and all of that. So... Like, my answer might be a little selfish on my part, you know, just as a parent. But so I feel like a little bit less on the activity side, Mm -hmm. less meals in the car driving to or from practice, you know, because (laughs) I, like, love to sit down at the dinner table. Yeah. Didn't get to happen a ton um, during those years. And so that would probably be my less of, which then the more of side, if we had that time, just thinking of, you know, more going to have fun. You know, hanging out more, having dinner together more, relaxed time versus feeling like we're always on the run time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so just that time of just being together, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of just exhaling, right. you know, oh, okay. That is what I would like more of as yeah. I think, as I look back. So yeah. How about you? Yeah. My last was actually the same thing. So it's the same thing I'm thinking of as far as just... I'm the, glad you didn't say more. Yeah. <laughs> it was really just the activities they did. And like you said, they weren't they weren't crazy involved. But with the level of how serious things get for kids these days, I'm, you know, this is, I'm sure there's balance in it somewhere, but it's hard for me to grasp some of the value in it over and above some of the things that we could have done more as, as a family. So I would have liked to have done more of some of the things we did, but do even more of them experiences, trips, going to do different things together. And then the other thing about the more though, is also taking whatever opportunity and, um, moving into whatever they are interested in Mm -hmm. and becoming interested in be a student, start to become a student of anything your child shows interest in. I did some of that nowhere near enough. I wish I did more. But if Trey got an interest in something that I just didn't care less about, yeah, I I needed to do more research. I needed to get to know it. I would love to have had even more conversations with him of things that he was interested in. The same thing for Kirsten. And so that would be, that would probably be the more of, of just moving into their world in those things. Those are great, great reminders. Yeah. Thank you guys for sitting so with much. us. Really appreciate yeah. this. Thank I know you. we learned a lot. Hopefully this has you been guys awesome. yeah, out there listening um, got a lot from Cliff and Tracy. Um, so thank you guys for sitting. We really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I am definitely and have already uh, applied the dating tip uh, that Cliff talked about. Know, wasn't that great? That was my light bulb for yeah. this one. When he said that, I was like, that is brilliant. Perspective of the boy specifically, you know, just in, in guarding the heart and saying, hey, you're going to take it for the team. You've got to have that mentality in mm-hmm. the relationship. And then also the whole, you know, being able to stand there in the wedding, right? you know, and, and, uh, and be able to acknowledge that, hey, you know, we're good. 
I wish more people thought that long term. I mean, yeah. I can't say that I even had that perspective when mm-hmm. I was in my teens or 20s. Yeah. But how great a perspective to know that you've dated well. Yeah. And upheld yeah. somebody enough to be able to look them eye to eye. Yeah, love that lens. We've already started that conversation yes. with our oldest, and so love that they shared that. And and obviously they shared a ton more. Hopefully you guys got a lot of great stuff out of that. I'm mm-hmm. um, just really grateful for Cliff and Tracy spending some time with us. So um, so yeah, really good, really good time with them this month. Yeah, they were fun, and we're really excited. Coming yes. up next is David and Elizabeth Pearson, and. Um, you know, as we think through the couples that we've wanted to interview, there's always something that comes up that triggers us to find somebody, and they are a family of 10. Yes, they are. So they have eight children. Uh-huh. They have four boys and four girls, yeah. and I thought, you know, what better person to sit with is a couple that is managing the age span from 8 to 18. Yeah. And have an opportunity 19. probably. Yeah, 19, actually. Yeah. So you guys will really, really enjoy hearing from them. They have such a a really cool perspective on just a lot of the different things that they do within parenting with the discipline and chores and living in a world of entitlement and um, just family time. And we were just really excited to sit with them. I've heard of Elizabeth for years, and uh, we have similar circles that have crossed, but our paths yeah. have not crossed until in the last couple of years, our middle, our kids were in middle school together. So it was really, um, an awesome opportunity for us to just sit with them across the table. We had a lot of laughs and I could have so really, many things we were taking notes on. Yeah. yeah I could have really great, spent great a insights. lot more time and, uh, enjoy. They're just fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think we joked with them on, okay, the follow up to this is we need to take you to the mountains for a weekend and just download everything. Right. Like we need to take lots of notes Yeah, because uh, they just have some great insight. They've learned so much in, you know, parenting family A and family B. They'll explain that in, in, yeah. uh, in, in, I think the second episode we get into with them, but just the dynamic of learning from the older kids and now they've got the youngers and how, what are they going to do to adapt? And yeah. so and many learnings. And they're also proponents of mentoring. So it's been cool because they have extra, excuse me, they've actually found families ahead of them. Um, I th- believe they were speaking about a family that has 12. 12. Yes. And so I love the idea is that, you know, we don't have to come up with it on our own. We don't have to figure it out, but open your mouth, ask questions, seek out people And um, I really believe that's the way for us to be able to grow and learn as families and parents and couples. Uh, So we know that you're going to really enjoy their time. Um, If you enjoyed listening to Cliff and Tracy and you're enjoying the podcast at large, we really would love to hear from you. Please go out onto iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a review. Tell us a little bit about what it is that you like about uh, keeping up with Hindsight Podcast so that other people, other parents, other couples um, can find us and hopefully get some great tips as well. Absolutely. Be sure to subscribe while you're out there, but that's going to help others to find uh, more about the Hindsight Podcast and hear from all these couples that we're interviewing and hearing from and learn alongside with us and with you uh, all these great tips. Uh, So please be sure to do that. Uh, And then uh, if you've got feedback for us, go out to the Facebook page and uh, and give us some feedback. Any questions maybe you think we should be asking, would love to see or or hear from you um, there as well. But um, thanks for listening. And we will see you guys on the next episode with David and Elizabeth. Excited to do that with you guys. Y'all take care. See you.